Abbaology Insiders, welcome. This is the Abbaology Podcast, and I'm your host and the founder of the Abbaology Movement, Jake Stringer. This podcast is dedicated to transitioning people from the judicial to the familial, from theology to Abbaology. This is your home for free Abbaology content. I will be assuming a few things about you. Number one, you're ready. Number two, you're hungry. And number three, you're excited. So come along as we transition from theology to Abbaology. My family and I, we get our eggs from a farmer. And the system that we had in place with this guy for like two years was whenever we came to get more eggs, we brought the empty old cartons. And then we would cycle through the cartons, and that way we weren't wasting them. Well, at some point, my wife switched who we were getting the eggs from, and this person didn't want the cartons back. And she never told me that. So for weeks, I'm making eggs for the kids in the morning and stacking these cartons, and I've got 10 or 12 cartons stacked on top of the refrigerator. And one morning, my my wife notices it, and she says, Babe, you don't have to save those cartons anymore. And I was like, why? What happened? And she said, oh, we switched who we're getting it from and we don't have to save them anymore. And I realized when she said that, later on that day I was thinking about that and Holy Spirit began to speak to me about it and I realized that I was operating from the wrong time frame. I was living not knowing what time it is. The, quote, age of needing to save those cartons and give them back was over And a new age had started where we don't have to save those cartons. But because I didn't realize that, I was living from the wrong age. I didn't know what time it was. And the same thing happens when we read the Bible. When we don't know what has happened on the historical timeline, then we we don't know what time it is and we live from the wrong age. In the New Testament, there is a covenantal transition happening historically as these letters are being written. When Jesus is born, in Galatians 4.4, we learn that in the fullness of time, Jesus was a man born under the law, sent to redeem those under the law. You and I have never been under the law, a.k.a. the old Mosaic covenant. That covenant was made between God and Israel. We learn that in Leviticus chapter 26. That covenant was not made with God and Gentiles. It was made between God and natural Israel. And Jesus was birthed during the last days of that old covenant. Last days is not a global term or a cosmic term. Last days is a covenantal term. We, most of us have not been taught this in church, but this will totally change your life. You know, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, there's something called the Song of Moses. And in this song, it's a prophecy. And Moses says, in the last days, God will raise up a prophet like unto me. Hear ye him. Fast forward to the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus, you know, a, a vision happens and Jesus, Moses, and Elijah are all present. And Elijah's representing the prophets. Moses is representing the law or the old covenant and Jesus is representing the new covenant kingdom or family of God. 
And Peter says, famously, he says, oh, let's build a temple for all three of them, essentially putting Jesus on the same level of authority as Moses and Elijah. And it says in Matthew chapter 17 that while he was still speaking, God spoke out of a bright cloud, which I think is a very significant detail. When the Lord, when the Father speaks, he speaks out of a bright cloud, not a dark cloud. And he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, hear ye him. Now remember, the disciples were Jewish men. They knew the scriptures. When they hear that phrase, hear ye him, their mind goes back to the song of Moses, to Deuteronomy chapter 32, when Moses said, in the last days, I will raise up a prophet, God will raise up a prophet like unto me, hear ye him. If they had any doubt that they were walking with the Messiah, it would have been gone when they heard that. God was confirming to these men the identity of Jesus and that he, was, he had more authority to speak on God's behalf than Moses and Elijah did. Moses and Elijah can't say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But Jesus can. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. You've seen your origin. So Jesus was born in the last days of the Old Covenant. This is why a lot of his prophecies are so doomish, because he's prophesying how nasty the end of that law covenant was going to be. The law brings wrath. God didn't bring the wrath. The law brought the wrath. Jesus did everything he could so that no one would perish. Remember in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, Jesus says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Jesus didn't say, Oh, America, America in the year 2020. Oh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, in the year 2020. Jesus said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This was a Jewish specific, these were Jewish specific events and region specific events that he was about to prophesy in Matthew 24. The last days were regional. They had to do with the land of Judea and the Roman Empire, the known world at that time. And they had to do with the Old Covenant Jewish system. The end was coming, not for the world, but the Jewish world. Not for the cosmos or the globe, but the Old Covenant system. So he says in Matthew 23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered you under my wings as a hen does gather her chicks, but you would not. I sent you prophets and you stoned them. I sent you men of God and you killed them. So Jesus is trying desperately for to get these first century Jewish people to heed his words and his warnings about the end of that temple system that were imminent to them then in the first century. This is why Paul says, well, if Paul wrote Hebrews, we're not sure who wrote Hebrews. He says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke through the law and the prophets, has, hath, past tense, in these last days, spoke unto us, by his son. So the writer of Hebrews in AD 63 to 65, that's when Hebrews was written, was saying that he was living in the last days then. Now, how is that possible if the last days are in our future? Was he deceived? Are the last days actually happening now? 
because of COVID-19. No, last days is a covenantal term. So when we don't know what time it is and what's happening historically as we read our New Testament, we can put last day scriptures out in the future. But once we learn what was happening historically, this was a hugely significant covenantal transition happening for them then, as the New Testament was being writing, being written. This was not the last days of something that's happening in the year 2020. It was the last days of the old covenant. Remember, Peter stands up in Acts chapter 2, and he says, this is that spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, God would pour out his spirit on all flesh. So how much flesh has God's spirit on it? All flesh, every person you see, the spirit of God has been poured out upon them. Okay, they just, we're all walking at differing levels of awareness of our, the fact that we are children of God. And we only walk out what we're aware, what, what we believe. We, we, uh, we have to believe things for them to become activated in our life and for them to become a part of our everyday reality. So a lot of people are, millions of people, billions are children of God and just don't know it. So, but notice what he said, this is that. When he stood up there in Jerusalem, not long after the crucifixion, he said right then were the last days. So were Peter and the writer of Hebrews deceived? No, they weren't. But what we've got to understand is a key piece. It was the last days of the old covenant, not the last days of the world. So what time is it? It's new covenant o'clock. It's Abbaology o'clock. Okay, we're sons and daughters. The old covenant has been passed, has passed and is fulfilled and moved out of the way. We've never been under that. But when we read the Bible, because a lot of this stuff we weren't told, the Bible was compiled. And in the Bible, you have the old and the new covenants together bound into one collection of books. And then we're told the Bible is one book. It's not. It's a library of scrolls. We're told the Bible only has one voice and there aren't any contradictions. Absolutely not. The Bible is multivocal, has contradictions all through it. Think of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus himself says, you've heard it said, then quotes scripture and says, but I say, and directly contradicts, okay? But when we're told there's no contradictions, we're selling the Bible short. The Bible is much more interesting and exciting than being told it's a magic book that fell out of the sky, has no errors, um, has no contradictions. Absolutely not. It's beautiful because you see man's differing capacities and understanding God and man throwing things onto God that God never said. Even Job, at the end of the book of Job, he repents and says, I spoke without knowledge. How many times have we said things about God before we really understood? Even in Job, there's multiple revelations of God. So do we believe Job's God or the God revealed in Jesus? So when we don't know what time it is, you can make the Bible say anything. The Bible's not meant to cause confusion, okay? It's chronicling, the New Testament is chronicling their covenantal transition, which is future for them. That's why when we're reading, it, they're, they're talking about future events. Well, they were future then, if something is written in AD 55, AD 60, that's still 10 or 15 years before a lot of the 
catastrophic last days type events were to happen. So they are future at the time of writing, but they're far past for us. I consider that the skeleton key of the New Testament. That unlocks so much. The end of the world in the Bible, in the New Testament, was the end of the Jewish world, the end of the Old Covenant world. It wasn't the end of the globe. We see that now. That's observable. How come all these rapture predictions all fail? It's because the end of the world is not a cosmic thing. The Bible actually teaches that the earth remains forever, world without end, cosmos without end. But the Jewish world, in terms of biblical Judaism, under the law of Moses, ended. It was made obsolete at the cross in AD 30, and it totally ended by AD 70 when that temple, which was what that religion, that Mosaic Judaism, centered around when that temple was destroyed and you couldn't, you couldn't practice it if you wanted to. That reminds me of Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, maybe next podcast I'll address those scary verses in Hebrews chapter 10 and deliver you guys from fear regarding those verses. So God bless you guys. I hope that helps some things fall into place for you. See you next time. 